The intro music's so happy. I, I don't know if we're going to be on this show today. I'm Zach Blackerby. He's Brad Law. This is Village Vice. And I think 20 years from now, uh, we'll be asking each other, where were you when Auburn lost by three touchdowns to New Mexico State? Brad, what a brutal game. I mean, there's no way to spin this to where it's okay that this is excusable, that, you know, so many Auburn fans are trying to, right? And I'm okay with folks coping with a terrible loss of their favorite team and program, however they see fit. But folks comparing it to, you know, Saban losing the ULM in his first year at Alabama, like this is not the same thing. This is not the same thing. Um, but just a, just a brutal scene on offense, on defense. They beat us on special teams. There's just, it's hard way to spin it. It's hard way to spin it in a positive way, Brad. No, and I don't think anybody should try to spin the loss in a positive way. I think it is kind of similar to ULM in 07, but that was a long time ago, and football's different, and that's that's really not the point. Um, no. There is no way to defend it. There's no way to excuse it. Um, and I don't think the players or coaches have tried to defend it or excuse it. Agreed. And that's to their credit. Right. Uh, it it can't happen. It just it can't happen. And I understand New Mexico State is is a good team, and they'll pr and they'll play for a conference championship. And uh, you know, and Jerry Kill may be the Alabama head coach in a couple of years when Nick Saban retires, based on his record the last couple of years against Coach Freeze. Um, <laughs> I. I yeah, it's uh, it's very surreal to wait to be 24 hours uh, separated from the game, and go. Yeah, that happened. That's that's in the history books forever and ever and ever. Um, it was very very bad, and I don't know of any new ways to say it. Um, there's not a whole lot you can do except you know get up and go about your business the next day and the next day and the next day because that was just. That was as, as bad as we've seen, especially relative to expectations. Mm -hmm. Right. And the the whole argument for this season being a success was seven and five, you beat all the teams you're supposed to beat. And a few of these toss-up games that we kind of yeah. circled at the start of the year, like your Arkansas. And you say, okay, all right. Proof of concept is there. Solid recruiting class is incoming. This program's trending in the right direction. Now, all of a sudden, assuming you lose to Alabama, and we'll discuss that game towards the end of this week, Brad, but yeah. this is a game that obviously Auburn should have won. Six and six, I think, is way different than seven and five, especially with who this loss is to. And to me, I think it makes it very tough to paint this season as a success when you look at what Hugh Freeze has done on the field. I think you can look at off-field successes as much as you want. I mean, it seems like I think I don't think anything that happened on Saturday impacts early signing day. I could be wrong, but I, I just yeah. don't the pitch that they've been making to recruits is we need your help. And I don't think that really changes that pitch. If anything, it may amplify it. But this season, as far as as far as you know, assuming it goes chalk and Auburn loses to Alabama on Saturday in the Iron Bowl, six and six is a failure as far as on field production in the first year of the Hugh Freeze era. Um, in a vacuum, yeah, I'll I, I will, yeah, I I think that's fair to say because you have a loss like this that's historic. Now, I don't think that if you label the season a failure and, and first let's, and this goes, 
it should go without saying, but we, I guess that's not the world we live in. So, um, anything can happen Saturday. And if Auburn beats Alabama, you totally reverse all of that. And then some, you make up for the loss and then some, because not only did you beat a team you weren't supposed to beat to make up for losing a game you weren't supposed to lose, but you've beaten the team. Like that's your main rival. So I still think though, throughout this off season, it'll be added with a, yes, we beat Alabama, but Oh, no way. You drop new. I think so, dude. I mean, no I think that th- this loss is historically bad. Yes. Right? You but can't win, escape but, this. But the win would be historically good. Because Chiswick got close but didn't do it. Harson got close but didn't do it. Malzahn did it. Bowden did it. Tuberville got close. He had a big lead in his first Iron Bowl, but he didn't do it. You don't, you know, coaches beating Alabama in their first season doesn't happen throughout Auburn football history, often. Unless it's like a generational type of team, like 93 or or 2013. So, mm-hmm. but that's, again, that's what the comments are for, and that's why we love to hear from you. Because I understand there are differing opinions on this. Um, I think if you say this season, ultimately, whether you label the season a success or failure, I think for the point that you made, that I don't think it impacts recruiting all that much, if at all, I don't think it stops the trajectory of the program. The bigger picture program, capital P, is still in really good shape, and it's still trending in the right direction. And there are loads of examples of teams who are thriving today who lost similar games within the last decade or 15 years or or what have you, and it didn't stop the forward momentum of their program. you got to take advantage. Like, you can't have them stacked. You know, like you try to stack wins, you can't stack bad losses. But, but Brad, and, and this is something I've seen, and my first reaction is who, but that doesn't really matter. My, mm-hmm. my second reaction is, well, those programs didn't build because they lost a game they weren't supposed to. They built because they built were building because of things that happened outside mm-hmm. of that, and so that's that's why December is so important because right. they've got to they've got to kind of catapult. All of this, and look, Hugh Freeze has been consistent in his messaging, almost to a almost to a fault that I, I think it's kind of isolated a few of the guys in the locker room, because he's like, "Hey, we need better players, especially at you know wide receiver," mm-hmm. and he was quick to call out the wide receivers for running in slow motion in his post game presser. Once again, I don't think anybody's saying he's wrong. I just you know that's that's where he went, and I don't think he's I don't think he's incorrect in that. So you hope that that room looks totally different a year from now, and maybe yeah. it's younger, and maybe you have two five stars on that team. Yeah, uh, I and I think that's likely. Again, and I'm I think I'm agreeing with you. I think we're saying the same thing. It's not those teams that have built didn't build because they lost the game they shouldn't have lost, but the game they lost that they shouldn't have lost didn't derail all the other surrounding progress within their programs at the time. And Ooh. I just don't, for the life of me, see this as historic as it is. I mean, look, Auburn came close to losing to ULM in 2012. Didn't. Came close to losing to Jack State in 2015. Didn't. Georgia State, 2021. But doesn't didn't. that happen a good bit around the conference? Sure. I mean, may- maybe not your Bamas and Georgias, but yeah. it seems like Arkansas every few years almost loses one. South Carolina yeah. almost uses one. I mean, a lot of these teams that aren't in that top two, they almost yeah. lose one. But there is a major difference in almost losing one and, and losing. You, know, you taking control in the fourth quarter yeah. and actually losing it. 
I thought Auburn was going to come back and win this game until the fake punt. After the fake punt, I looked at some of the buddies I was watching the game with. I'm like, oh, we're going to lose this game. Yeah. Auburn's going to drop this game to New Mexico State. And then it was all New Mexico State pretty much in the second half there. So yeah. to, to me, I, I do think there's a big difference in almost losing it and losing it because I just thought Auburn's talent over the course of 60 minutes would wear them down. But yep. the way New Mexico State attacked, I mean, they waited so long in between plays to snap the ball, and it was yep. genius. I mean, that's what we've talked about, how Auburn needed to upset a few teams this year. That was the game play we've talked about, right? Yep. And they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. And Auburn let them do it. Uh, on my show, uh, on Locked on Auburn, you know, I, I talked about the word I used over and over again was bullied, Brad. Yeah. Auburn got bullied on both sides of the football, and it kind of seemed like they were okay with it. They were okay with their quarterback on a play that didn't count uh, because of uh, an offsides penalty on Auburn. Uh, yeah. You know, they New Mexico State threw an interception, and our future NFL defensive back got picked up and thrown down by their opposing quarterback, and nobody really seemed to care about yeah. it. I talked to a few folks within the locker room afterwards, just texting with them, like, dude, what happened? And it's like, yeah, there was no energy in the sideline, and nobody stepped up. Nobody stepped up. There was nothing on the sideline. And they didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care. I'm sure, I'm sure they care now, right? I'm sure they care now. I'm sure they're very embarrassed. I'm sure they're hurt. I'm sure they're shocked. But nobody cared on that sideline enough to do anything about it. So I, I, it's just, I'm still, I'm still in shock, Brad. I mean, I just, I've never seen anything like that before. I know the, I'll tell you, coach freeze described it perfectly said it, it feels like a bad dream. It feels like now and, and partially too, because my schedule Saturday was so very different from what it normally is. I wasn't in the stadium because we got back from our basketball trip a little bit before kickoff. So like I'm walking with luggage, finding my car halfway on the other side of campus, listening to the the start of the game, and it was really surreal. It's like I'm not in there. Is this really happening? Are we actually playing a, a football game? And yeah. then to go and watch the the telecast and listen to it on the radio, and it it felt not real, um, but it is. It's it's very real. And again, you know, you hope that they care now. I thought I thought very early on that it sounded like a day inside the stadium. Mm -hmm. And this was after New Mexico State drove. I was able to turn it on for Auburn's first possession. Okay. And it it sounded like a day in the stadium. It looked like it on the sidelines. And obviously, I mean, I don't think there's anybody watching this, anybody who cares about Auburn who thinks that it could possibly be the same approach this week as whatever it was last week. Like nobody thinks that's realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't erase the truth that, uh, yeah, it was real. It happened. It was very bad and, uh, and will be, and they'll have to, they'll have to live with that, uh, for a very long time. Um, the best thing about all of this is win or lose my bookie is there for you. My bookie.ag. It's the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Doesn't matter where you are. They've got you covered. So, so many folks that say, hey, well, I can't do that where I live. My bookie doesn't care. Mybookie.ag. Be sure to check them out. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I told you to take Auburn covering. That's on me. So sorry. So <laughs> sorry. But mybookie.ag, they uh, they want to take care of our listeners. So, whenever you make your first deposit in mybookie.ag, 
Use promo code next round. You'll get a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a ton of free money for you to play with. So once again, head over to mybookie.ag and use promo code next round. Brad on offense. And there, there's people pointing fingers at both sides of the ball for Auburn. And I think that's fair, right? I think that's fair. But to me, I was more upset with how the offense played. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like we took a bunch of steps back. This looked like the Auburn offense that was playing against Cal. Yeah. A few, uh, I guess, week two of the season. And where where did all this progress that we made over the last three weeks go? This identity that we found in running the football, where did it go? Jarquez Hunter just got eight carries. He did look a, a little bit slower, but I don't think he ever was really given a chance to get into a rhythm. Yeah. Same with the rest of the offense. But at some point, I don't care what the defense gives you. You have to say, Jarquez Hunter, you are running like one of the best backs in the SEC right now. You can truck and make guys miss and create yardage against New Mexico State. I thought that's what their plan was going to be going into it, and it was going to allow them to get up a few scores early and then kind of empty the bench if they wanted to. That's not the route that they went. I mean, Auburn was somewhat effective passing the ball from an efficiency standpoint. Payne didn't make a ton of dumb throws, but right. it was just very much, uh, okay, Peyton, you, you got the ball. Two seconds go by, and then he would run and scramble with it. He just never felt comfortable letting it rip with the exception of that touchdown pass to Rivaldo Fairweather. And so in that, you know, he got some rushing yards, which is great, but it didn't keep drives alive. Yeah, Brad. And to me, I think that was the biggest frustration. Yeah, you could tell New Mexico State keyed on on Jarquez. And I'm going to agree with you again. I'm ultimately going to get to the to agreeing with you on the point. I, I do okay. think some of that credit goes to New Mexico State and their defense. They crashed the middle in an attempt to take away Jarquez from those RPO plays. And that's why Peyton, as accomplished a runner as he is, that's why he gets 17 total carries. Now, four of those are sacks, so 13 carries, and at least half of those are on RPOs where the read is for him to take the ball and try to get some room around the end because the middle is clogged up. Part of that goes to the offensive line, who had, I thought, by far their worst game of the season. They gave up four sacks. There were too many penalties. They weren't getting a push, especially, um, or, or they, they weren't getting anything. They weren't sealing the edges very well at all. Um, it was a really, it was a good day for New Mexico State's D line against Auburn's offensive line, and that it it shouldn't be that way. So, no. at at some point, I don't disagree. You got to kind of scratch. Perhaps you do. I don't know. I'm not in the offensive meetings, but. Perhaps it would make sense to me to say six-man, seven-man fronts in the box, we're going to run Jarquez. Jarquez needs to get his carries because they weren't able to get in any kind of rhythm. This is a rhythm-based offense. If they're not picking up first downs, if they're not able to to get one first down to establish tempo, it's not going to be a good day. It's just not. doesn't matter whether they're playing Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, or Georgia or Alabama. If they mm-hmm. can't get that initial first down and build some momentum and rhythm, it's not going to be a good day. And they were not able to do that due to those various reasons. Yeah, I mean, if you take that pass to Rivaldo out, I mean, there was just virtually no effectiveness through the air. But, I mean, the ball didn't hit the ground that much, which is cool, yep. which is kind of something that we've asked for. But from an efficiency standpoint, 
Like Caleb Burton was thrown to four times. He had four catches, but it was just for 34 yards. Mm -hmm. like, okay. Jarquez Hunter was thrown to four times, caught three of them. Then he had a big one that was called back. And then outside of that, Rivaldo, three targets, three catches, 44 yards. That's fun. Javarius had a big one, but like that was kind of it. Like there mm -hmm. wasn't anybody that was like particularly super ineffective. Malcolm was put in some tough situations because there wasn't any separation, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's just a tough, uh, it's just Auburn should never be in that situation against a power five team. They never should. Oh. They never yeah. should. And, you know, one of the storylines that kind of follows Hugh Freeze is there's going to be one of those a year where they just lose a game they're not supposed to. And uh, I hope that's not a yearly thing or yeah. this isn't going to work. That was bad. It, uh, it, uh, this, this, feels like, this feels like we've stuck our tongue to a frozen uh, pole and now we're, we're trying to, to pull it off because you you have to do it it's painful but you got to do it and then and then don't do it again right if if it's frozen don't go stick your tongue on that pole again um because it's gonna hurt but is that your favorite christmas movie brad uh it's in my top three yeah. okay christmas have you watched any christmas movies yet saw a little bit of christmas vacation within the last week okay got it yeah what's yours got it. I That's love Elf. Better. This is a more fun conversation. Let's do that instead. Let's talk Christmas movies instead. That'd be great. <laughs> I love Elf and Christmas Vacation. They're probably my yeah. favorite too. What if I told you I've never seen Elf all the way start to finish? I, You know, I can't say anything because I haven't seen anything, hardly anything start to finish. Uh, no, I love Elf. I love Elf. I think I think it's great. That's one of those I watch two or three times, um, two or three times a Christmas season for sure. Yeah. In fact, I was watching, we were watching the first Home Alone, got about halfway through it, then came up here to record with you. Probably the most overrated Christmas movie. Is the, oh, is the first no. Home Alone. oh, that hurts. I no, like Home Alone. You can like it, but it is overrated. Oh, man. Okay. What about White Christmas? You ever watch White Christmas? It's been a minute. It's been a few years. Mm -hmm. It's been a few years, but... Um, not for me. I get it. I could definitely yeah. see like if you grew up with it, how you could like and it'd be sentimental, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. When do your Christmas decorations go up in the house? Uh, about a week ago. They've been up about a week. Okay. Uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving is my rule. That's so. what I did growing up. Now that I've got two kids, uh, I got a, a three-year-old and a yeah. eight-month-old. I, I want it. I want the season to be as long as possible. That's so. fair. That's I have totally pivoted. Bad. I have pivoted on that. Yeah, I get that. All yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let, let's go back to torturing ourselves. Uh, but first, let's give some love to uh to Lance's lock, Brad Law. <laughs> let's do it. Rivalry week in college football, uh, mid-season NFL, whatever the case may be, college basketball season getting warmed up here with some of these uh early season tournaments. You need some help with your picks. Lance's lock is uh, where you need to go and they have great prices right now great uh, annual packages monthly packages um, whatever you need whatever will help you the most go to our friends at lanceslock.com make the most of your picks with lanceslock.com so i love the amount of auburn fans that um that are like pivoting because of this loss, they feel better about the Iron Bowl. Are you okay with that line of thinking at all? They feel better about the Iron Bowl? Yes. No. That's got a not... lot of comments and a lot of tweets is like, 
I know I sound crazy. Nope. But I feel better about the Iron Bowl now. No. I, I, <laughs> okay. I don't. But now I'll say this. I don't feel worse about the Iron Bowl. Um, I feel a little bit. So the atmosphere won't be as ridiculous as it would have been had Auburn yeah. come in on a four-game winning streak. Like that's what that's the really frustrating thing about this is Auburn still hasn't won four games in a row since the start of the 2019 season. Um, they don't come in with that four-game winning streak in a seven-win season looking for eight and a chance to play in Tampa or Orlando for a bowl game. And I do think that some fans I, – I got a text last night, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to call him out. My buddy Matt is uh, who sometimes comments on these videos. I hope he'll change his mind again before Saturday. I'd like to get a, get a good outdoor run in with him before the game. But uh, he said, you know, I'm, I just don't think I'm coming next week. Matt. The game. So, Matt, I, come on. I think there's a small segment of the fan base who will – who, their energy, their amount of, of investment in this game will be less. Mm -hmm. And that's too bad. My feeling about the way the coaches and players prepare and the, the result on the field is not affected in any way by what happened against New Mexico State. Clearly, what happened against Arkansas didn't have any impact on what happened against New Mexico State. So why would what happened against New Mexico State have any impact on what happens against Alabama? It's a brand new week. It's a brand new prep. It's a brand new approach. It's brand new everything. Uh, mm -hmm. I just don't think they have anything to do with each other. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the skid that could potentially happen with, okay, you lose to New Mexico State. We'll see how the Iron Bowl goes right now. I'm going to assume Auburn loses that game. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm assuming Auburn loses that game. And then if you were to pop up as a six and six team in in the Birmingham Bowl, mm -hmm. it's just a rough skid. It's a rough skid, rough way to end the year. Well, the bowl games are all about motivation anyway. They're 90% motivation. Who wants to be there the most? It it yeah. really like your talent and the season you've had and all that kind of 90% of it is who wants to be there the most. Mm -hmm. And I'm still and that's, probably, that's not going to be Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl, probably. Like not in a normal year. It certainly wasn't in 21, and that was no. evident. Yeah. Very evident. And, yeah, you, you hope your leadership kind of takes over. If Auburn's there, now, again, I'm as we'll get to on, on Friday. By the way, no Thursday show this week because that's Thanksgiving, and we're going to eat and nap on Thursday. Um, so we'll do that show on Friday. Um, but, again, I – Saturday doesn't impact what I think will happen in this game Saturday. I'm still looking for seven wins and okay. a much better bowl game and a lot different attitude going into the postseason than coming out. But, yes, at 6-6, six and six, I think if Auburn were to lose the Iron Bowl, I still think year one of this staff is different than year one of the previous staff, even with six wins going into the Birmingham Bowl, if that were to happen now because, is that enough, is, because of the talent coming in brad what what's the biggest difference no i think this group missed the bowl last year they want to like that that group in 21 had a lot of guys who didn't play in the game they had been to bowl games throughout their career it kind of wasn't that big a deal it was you know what first year new coach i'm kind of done i'm out this group of, of upperclassmen already missed last year's bowl game they had the bad taste in their mouth from the 19 and 20 or the 20 and 21 seasons. I think yep. there's more motivation for that group. Cause I, again, I don't think in the bowl game that the recruits you have coming in, I don't think that matters for, for the bowl game because they can't help you. 
in the bowl game. I think it's all about the motivation of the players who are playing in the game. Got it. Got it. Well, we'll yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll also have a show up on Wednesday. And instead of a show on Thursday, it'll be up on Friday, like Brad just said. But in the meantime, I think that about does it for today's show, Bradlaw. <sighs> we made it through. We made it, yeah. guys. We made it. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.